This is The Dog Days with Ollie Scott, Junior Elstal and Ian McKenzie. Hello and welcome <laughs> to so The Dog Days, episode 349. Look at this. We have artwork, we have Ian, and we have Nicole Holiday. Hello, Nicole. Hi. Con- congratulations to our first ever competition winner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to try invited, and say Invited one of our fans to come on the show. Thank yeah, you for writing fan. in. Because you, you guys, I mean, you asked to come on the show, so thanks for coming on. I begged. Um, you begged. I didn't ask, pleaded. I begged. Nicole, who are you? Uh, a hero to many, <laughs> legend. Uh, I am a presenter. Is that what you're asking? No, I just mean, who are you? It's a deep question. Um, I'm a great person, Ollie. Mm. A really great person. But how do we know each other? How do I know you? Oh, we went on a date. Me and yeah. Ian went on a date. Oh, wow, we're going to be really honest on this. Nice. <laughs> well, that's I've how it's actually going. heard this story properly, so I'd love no, to hear this. Do you know what? I would like to... Thank you. I was going to say, I'd like to know your mm. take on it because we haven't really discussed this since, weirdly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can deliver your take on it if you want me to. No. No, fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. No, because that would insinuate oh, that I've spoken about her to you away from her. I no, think it, it was really a good day. It was in a period of my life where I'm still in the same period. We were going to get on to dating later, but um, I thought that you were too nice a girl to... To, what's the word? Mess around. Mess around, yeah. Cute. To put it politely. But I still wanted to be around, like, be around you and be mm. friends with you. So that's where we are today. And I felt quite mature because you're my first female friend, I think. I don't really have any others, do I? Yeah. You think about it. Like, proper. Like, we have regular catch-ups, coffees. Yeah, you we do. We went to the cinema together. I do. That's really sweet. So we that- went to see the Joker. Uh, was yeah. I there? No, no, you, no. you we didn't went, get the went, call up. No, we went on a we went on a, on a pizza well. date before. Yeah, but you came back and actually, I think I, I've never done that before. You came out from a date and you were like, "I really, really like this guy." I was like, oh, "Amazing!" He's like, "No, but I, I think I just want to like stay a mate." And it was I've never heard that as feedback on a date before. Mm. We just got on really well. Like it was a really fun date. Yeah, but it was weird how it like yeah. I don't it transitioned into just like <laughs> being really drunk and kissing in, in so in Shoreditch House. <laughs> I didn't know if you were gonna say that apart. Wow. But yeah, but okay. that was yeah. and then it ended like that. Yeah. But, but then, how did so how I know Nicole is because you worked uh, we haven't really introduced who you are, so you worked for England, you worked for the FA, yeah, doing some presenting for for their YouTube show, and then you were you had like an Instagram story talking about how successful it went and I doing my usual kind of he creep, slid into the DM. Creepy Instagram. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like a Tinder sort No, of thing. but what's nah. actually weird... But now I've which, seen her on every single app t- since. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you said I matched her originally. Yeah, so we had matched on something before. Oh. And I can't remember if we never spoke, or maybe I messaged I don't really speak it. on them, yeah. I just... Does can't. anybody speak on those apps? I don't know. not, Ollie. There's a lot of banter going around. Have you seen the recent Twitter campaign that they're doing, where it's like... There's a girl being like, oh, what are you doing on here? What do you think I'm doing on here? I'm trying to get a five-a-side team together. Uh, There's yeah. like a lot of that kind of like memes you can send back to people now. Is I, th- I, I think we're going to experience in the next five years the death of those kind of apps. I hope so. I think it's already happening. But like, you're, you're seeing someone from an app now, aren't you? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, valid point, valid point. No, yeah. however, in the past, I would say about five months, yeah. I haven't spoken to really or met people from dating apps really and at the moment i'm like i'm still single but i'm not speaking to anyone on them yeah i think i think they're a bit rubbish and also i think there are so many people on there that i would probably say no to that if i met out or i met Mm. in person or at Mm. work or something we probably would have a connection there probably would be a vibe there but when you're judging them on like four crap pictures and like Mm. they've got rubbish answers to questions if it's on like hinge or something i don't know i, I, I can't actually find out what you're like no it, I, it's ridiculous and then like, who do you want to give a chance to because it's and then you are you're going back to the same criteria of being like okay well she's kind of oh she goes to machu picchu in a in a travel that's lovely i, mean, I, I can imagine it myself makes, there with it makes her. traveling look so boring doesn't it because yeah. everyone's been to fucking machu picchu on these apps <laughs> do you know what there are certain things like everyone oh my god my dream dinner guest would be david attenborough oh, Louis yeah. everyone hates people who are slow lies. walkers yeah. oh, Oh, shut the tube. up. Don't stand on the left side oh, of the escalators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. So introduce yourself properly. What do you do? I am a presenter. I said that earlier. Working for who? What, what are you working on? Uh, mainly in football. So I work for TalkSport for England. So that was hosting um, 
content for them at the Women's World Cup mm. in France, which was awesome. Um, I work for Copper 90. I do a women's football show for them. Uh, Sky Sports. You do men and women's football? Oh, sorry, yeah, You're men both. and women's football. Do you find, and this is, I imagine this is a question that you get asked the whole time, and I want to get through all this because I know you really get bored of answering it, but hosting men's football, mm. what's the sort of feedback social media-wise do you mm. get? Do you get nice feedback, messages? Feedback, Ollie. Feedback. <laughs> it's not really feedback, is it? It's more. Uh, <laughs> oh, it'd be nice if it was feedback. That'd yeah. be pleasant, wouldn't you it? Get, you get a lot of you but get a lot of feedback. admirers like, as well. Well, it's more so like imagine my feet be, on your back. Yeah. Sort of if you if you open to Instagram DMs in the the hidden section, you got a lot of polite messages in there. Yeah, a bit explicit. But it's not. Fit, oh, it yeah, it yeah. won't be like nice rack. Yeah. <laughs> it's that sweet. That's no. what I mean. It's not like oh, well done on the show today. <laughs> It'll be like, can I take you on a date, babe, and stuff like that, <laughs> or just like way more creepy. Mm. Um, nice. Or socks. you get, yeah, or you get. Uh, no, funny enough, no one's ever said that to me. That'd be quite nice though. Socks. Yeah. You're not really in the. Angle. I've got. I've got some nice socks though. Not on right now. Okay. Anyway. Um, it's getting so saucy. Or, <laughs> <laughs> um, or it's just. Uh, do you know what? I don't get that much trolling, okay. but it's either people sending creepy, inappropriate comments mm. or trolling. Do you know what I actually did? So I did something on Sky Sports News about a month ago, and I was really proud of it, and it went really well. And generally, the feedback was really nice. The comments were really nice. Um, and then someone DM'd me on Instagram, replied to a story I'd put up of a picture of me on the show, mm. And weirdly, like, he already follows me and he, he DM'd me quite a few times saying really nice things. And he just DM'd me saying, have you put on or are you putting... Oh, no. Uh, no, you've put on or putting on weight. Jesus and I was like, but then he did like the this. It's the camera. But, he, yeah. <laughs> but then he did like a kissing emoji. He thought it was like flirtatious okay, but I read yeah. it it looked like it was It was. he yeah, was flirtatious have you put on or are you putting on like it's in a sort of stage culture, thing culture that might be a sexy thing to like be so sometimes guys will be like because I'm I'm like quite bottom heavy right. so sometimes guys will comment on things be like oh yeah you're thick and I'm like that's to me that's not a compliment I know I know you're saying it in a nice way wow. but actually as a female you kind of go Oh, shit, really? <laughs> oh. I've been working out a bit and eating a bit less chocolate. Maybe that's what thick means. It's a muscular... No, thick is like... Uh, so some guys, it, it's like curvy. Okay. It's like, oh, yeah, she's thick. So it's like certain people use that. That's yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that in a complimentary way. Thick. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. With a C, it's like T-H-I-C. Yeah. Okay. So I think this guy meant it in like a nice, a nice way. However, obviously, reading that, you go, oh, oh, God, maybe I have Did you reply to him? Of course I didn't reply to him, no. (laughs) I actually wanted to take a screenshot of it and put it on my social media and be like, this is a sort of crap that I have to deal with, but... But you didn't. I didn't. Okay, that was what I was going to ask you as well. How do you feel about that? Do you are you one for sort of shaming and being like this is not acceptable? You sort of putting it aside. Do you know what? No. And to be honest, I actually think it should be done more. You think Um, it should be more shaming? Yeah, because uh, do you know what? The main reason I didn't was because I think he was genuinely actually not being mean. No, I know no. it sounds really weird, but I think it was almost like a miscommunication. It looked like a lot was lost in translation. Like yes. I saw it. He yeah. looked like he was from an Asian country. Yeah, and yeah. And for some reason, that's a compliment there. I just don't, I don't think he was trying to offend me. No. But I do think sometimes you just put up with this stuff because you're told not to react to it, especially if you work in media. Mm. You know, don't respond to the trolls. You're feeding them, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes it's like, actually, I want to I show people almost the, the crap that I've got to put up with. Mm. And it's just accepted. That's a problem. It's just accepted <clears throat> as a standard thing that comes along with you working in media or yeah. in any any form of industry where you might be under scrutiny or spotlight. Yeah. Um, when really, actually, that shouldn't be okay at all. It feels like it's, I mean, it's quite a prevalent time to speak about it, given mm. what happened last week with Caroline Flack. I think it feels like this... There is a, something is bubbling and about to happen, or if not happening now. There was a I can't remember the lady's name now, but she hosts a show. I Jamila think, Jamil. No, that one. A lady, a blonde head lady who I think is now doing Love Island. Oh, Laura Whitmore. Yeah, mm. did an amazing oh, yeah. thing. If you see it, it's unbelievable. She went onto a radio show. I forget what it is now, and just spoke about this is enough and yeah. the sort of person she is. Awful to have happened, but, and I can imagine this wasn't even, it's not like in the last five years, it's like the last 18 years probably that she's mm, going through that yeah. the whole time. That's a classic example of someone that's going through that day in, day out, and yet still, you think you gain thicker skin by that point. You'd think no. you'd be like, I, I can get through that, I can navigate that kind of, through that kind of stuff, but it seems not. 
what is the solution to that? Because we were saying this earlier, is it um, regulation on what you can and can't put up? Or is it like a complete freedom of speech? Where, do you, where does it start and stop? Well, I think we should give the context of that whole situation. So with Caroline Flack, because it started with her, I don't know where it started because she's had a relationship with journalists for mm. a long time, but it started obviously with that domestic abuse situation. And I was led to believe at that time, this is an evil woman, because this is how I was kind of told from the media. Mm. And I, to be fair, I started, I was actually quite like really sinister about it. I think it came at a time where men have felt under attack in media, rightly or wrongly. So I think that side of men kind of were trying to revolt and say, you know, domestic abuse happens both sides. And I think that's why the book was kind of thrown at her from, from a media point of view. Wow. So well, that's what it felt like no, to me when I saw it. I've not heard that opinion yet. I've not heard somebody say that it was a... Because some things in polarity happen like that in culture, don't they? Where the the opposite as to what you'd imagine will happen. And suddenly the guys that have been suppressed and, you know, the hashtag Me Too movement and everything else has happened on or anti-men mm. fuels something that maybe isn't true, but because they're, they're sort of, it's coming from a different place, they're trying to voice that negativity from. Yeah. I've never, I've not heard of I just, that's how I sort of interpret it. It felt like everyone was trying to throw the book at her. And then it was, for me, this is why I don't understand what journalists can do because they're going to report on the situation and say this has happened. And I feel like they were trying to take a stand and make an example of her because it felt like it was coming at a time where we haven't ever really spoke about domestic abuse both ways. And unfortunately, she was at, like she was the one that kind of did it yeah. for, for whatever reason. And um, for me, I don't know how journalists can report on those kind of situations without it fueling a load of negativity. Yeah. How do you, What do you say? Do you say... Someone has made. Someone has hit her boyfriend over a lamp with a lamp. She needs to seek medical help. She's obviously struggling a lot at the moment. Or do they start digging out previous boyfriends and then previous boyfriends start giving an account of her and saying, you know, she had to. We had issues as well. Um, they were even bringing up the Harry Styles thing and said, what, yeah. what kind of women at 35 goes out of a 17 year old? Yeah. So this is the, p- the picture they started to paint, and that obviously was too. And much it gathers fun. a flame. Yeah, but I, you see, I, I get what you mean because I was thinking about this earlier. You know, the the media, obviously, they're going to report on this. And I think you've got a really good point there in the sense of I think people were trying to, yeah, use her as an example and say, look, it happens, you know, men get domestically abused as well. This is an example. We've got to, I saw so much on Twitter about we've got to treat her exactly the same like we would if it was a man that had hit his girlfriend, mm. um, which is completely true. Yeah. But this didn't start with this. This did start however many years ago yeah. from Harry Styles thing, from, you know, everything over the years. It's just constant scrutiny, nonstop. And you don't really think about that side of things. Mm. And then now what's really sad is all the stuff that's come out now, the, a, a letter that she wrote mm. and she'd sent to her mum and then her family have released it. And um, I think it was more like in notes on her phone, it looked like. And she was just saying how much of a struggle it's been for years and with this. So she's, she was saying that this wasn't the truth. So what the media were reporting wasn't what happened. And I think that's the problem is the media do have responsibility to, yes, report on yeah. situations. And she is in the public eye and that mm. does come with it, you know, with fame. But... Some of the stuff they were reporting, we all know the sort of newspapers that will do it, was just trash. Mm. Like when it's when you're not reporting facts, when you're quoting random sources that are probably God knows who, who mm. don't even know her, just trying to get like 150 quid or whatever they pay. That makes me sound like I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever they paid me so that time with Harry Styles. 275 yeah. pounds, 29 pence. Yeah. Um, but when they are quoting things that aren't true, when they are lying, when I think they have to quote uh, and use facts. Mm. And I think that's where it all gets a bit muddy yeah. when they're just doing all these reports. And, and I read an article earlier and the amount of articles I think there were like 99 articles on her in one month mm. with all of this that's been going on. And then you've got to factor in social media because I actually think social media has been the worst thing. Social media tried and um, found her guilty yeah. but without her going to court. This hadn't even gone to court yet. And everyone had already judged her, had already made their decision. Yeah. And the amount of abuse, when you're getting it from the press 
constantly and then you're getting it online non-stop she probably felt like she couldn't leave her house mm. she couldn't do anything she and obviously what she did was wrong you know we don't know exactly what's happened but if it is the case mm. of her hitting her boyfriend yeah. that but we can also look at them two as separate things that she did something really bad but that this is also an awful situation yeah. and she was pushed to the edge to be fair I wasn't necessarily saying that necessarily saying it was bad or that she did it. It was mm. just that's what, that's the picture that was painted in my mind. Yeah. And I will be honest to say, you know, that's what I led to believe. I was led to believe. And then when I saw, it's weird, like, I'll be honest, as soon as you start saying, oh, she got taken off TV, you're like, yeah, that's fair. Like, it feels yeah. fair to yeah. me. And I, and I start thinking like, oh, it's not, it isn't nice, but it's like good that she is going to be like trialed for domestic abuse. I think it's quite important. But subsequently it shows that she was obviously very, Damaged. I don't know how how that's happened. When you talk about social media, to be honest, Caroline Flack is. I think she's been trolled for like ten years. Yeah. Years. She's one of the like worst victims of trolling I think yeah. I've ever seen. Mm. Whenever like when I saw Love Island when she was on it last year, it, all the tweets, little ones like "Who's Caroline Flack coming in?" Thinking that she's cool with she's 40 years old she needs to grow up she's hanging around with 22 year olds and that's her job as a presenter and those are little things that seem little at the time but that's before but she that's actually massive. yeah before she even did this and then held all the other the, yeah. the extra abuse. but that's like you guys if if like every day i was gonna message you guys and be like oh what's that top oh he's put on weight <laughs> yeah. oh his hair looks shit like that would that would <laughs> eventually i don't want to say anything but yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> no, well. but, you can't get the smell on the camera <laughs> It's really strong. <laughs> uh, but it does take Even more what you were going to wear today as well. You thought we'd try and get away with yeah. that. Oh. Um, and I actually read something from her, from when she did um, one of the first live X Factor shows years ago. And it was after the show, and she should be coming off air buzzing, right? Mm. You've done like your first live show for the X Factor, the X Factor, that's massive. And she said, she was interviewed about it, and she said she knew, obviously, she'd be in the public eye, it'd be quite big. She didn't realise how much people would talk about what she looked like, what her legs were like, what she was mm. wearing, what her voice sounded like. And it's stuff like that that... It doesn't matter how thick your skin. I feel like you can never have thick enough no, skin yeah, yeah. for that Who to are not these, bother you. How many DMs you, you get saying you, you're thick? You're or thick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because you talked about that. This is a long time ago now, and Jessie, I can't remember her name, Jessie Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So everyone was lauding her for how great that was. But it's, oh, the that same, was. it's the same audience for, it's the same thing. So we have these like people come and go and they speak out about yeah. it. And then we have a tragic death like this. But it doesn't feel like this will be a stake in the ground that changes anything anyway. It's just one of those that after a month, the next victim kind of pops Oh, yeah, because yeah. everyone's going, oh, be kind, be kind, oh my be kind. Uh, in Twitter bios, be kind, yeah. that makes me sick. And then straight bit, away, it's just they just go on to the next celebrity, the next thing we're just, that's uh, in. We're not, we're not designed, like, we're, we're really simple human beings. The pendulum just swings, right? And now it, it's just bigger polarity and it's just it's madness because it's like, yeah, the weight of social media comes behind it. But I think it's, we're really simple. We just like to have new things to speak about. Mm, and we gossip. love having enemies and heroes and, you know, people against each other. So I think you're right. It is quite sad. Everyone's going, well, this will be the biggest thing. Mm. Also, be kind is literally the most pointless thing to say to anybody. Pedophiles, do, do, are we kind to them? Like, yeah. how, where does kindness stop and start? What a fucking pointless thing to say. I just, I don't think it's, it's more be curious, but under, understand what somebody's going through. Don't just mm. be kind. That's a ridiculous thing to say. I think it the problem me. with social media, what happens is, I see it with Jake Paul, I don't know if you know much about him, mm. but he, um, everybody hates him online because he has that kind of personality. But people are trying to ride on, like for Love Island, people are just trying to ride on tweets just to get more followers. So that's why you end up mm. saying the most outrageous things mm. just to try and get a bit of clout from it. And then obviously those subsequently have a lot of damaging effect. But he, that, he's recently spoke out about it as well. He, he's like, he put a tweet, to be fair, saying I, it was really badly written. It was about how if you have anxiety, you can get yourself out of it. And it was kind of like, you can get yourself through this, which it was no substance to it, just a really dumb tweet. And then everybody was trolling him and he started crying on his brother's podcast saying, oh just because... He's like, just because I'm really like successful and I am a bit of a devil, like in devil child in the media or whatever, doesn't mean that I can't have anxiety. Mm. Um, but people have said that he can't, and that's I think actually it segues quite nicely onto what we're doing with this podcast now because I think that story arc of I was successful, then I had depression and anxiety, and now I'm okay again is unhelpful 
particularly for anyone that's going through depression, because they just see that person at the end of the of the kind of up and down curve. And it's like, oh, right, well, it's fine for you then. You're, you're out of the kind of yeah. the depressed state. So can't wait for my turn. It just, it feels kind of tired now. It's the same on LinkedIn. Anyone posting on LinkedIn, you start with the hook, you go through the joke story, duh, 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 and you finish with the, I'm now a fine thing. So do you mean that people only talk about it when they are out of yeah, it? Yeah, completely, mm. which is why we call this thing the dog days, right? It's because, and, I, and we, are, we, I think, we're guilty at times to try and make a story out of everything and to try and, you know, when growing the podcast, we thought we'd try and grow through bigger people, people's audiences. And actually, it comes down to the quality of conversation, our own curiosity, I think. And mm. talking to people that are going through their own dog days and their own struggles is much more effective, more importantly, relatable to anybody that's listening. Mm. I think you can kind of forget that. You sort, you sort, you want to tell a Hollywood story mm. of, a, of a situation you've been through, and it's like, and now I'm fine, and I've gone through my my depression. And I'm really successful. Yeah, yeah. I've made one billion dollars. my book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's not you know that's not the way. And by the way, I think whilst we're speaking about our podcast, might as well mentioned that um, the wonderful man that was Pooch is no more. We've got, <laughs> I mean, he's uh, still alive. We replaced him with Mooch. Yeah, we've got Pooch behind the camera, which you can't no, see. Mooch, Pooch, it's all getting very confusing. Um, but we, uh, we we parted ways momentarily. Uh, the way I described it to Pooch is um, he's gone on loan to uh, Derby County for indefinitely, actually, I think is how long he's gone on loan for. But we've loved it and we've loved having him on, on here. I think the reason why it's happened is because Pooch is focusing very much on creating a life here but now he's back in back in the UK Ian and I want to make sure we focus this, this conversation on why we set it up originally yeah. um, and that is improving the quality of conversation improving what we really care about and only speaking about those things because I think it, it you can get, it can become quite dangerously away from those those situations and the things that we care about and that's where you lose on quality so this is quality and this I is am quality like. mm. I was waiting for you to say that bit yeah oh, well you. no you are it's lovely having you on that. and I think it's time for one of my little fun questions oh no um, well no I've written a few because this scared. is a new thing because I want you know I want people to understand and get to know you without having to hear your whole story mm. you know so one of my questions can is you even read your writing <laughs> no, I, I've got to look down quite a few times <laughs> okay right this is quite a good one especially and it hasn't got to be dating related, but okay. Ian and I are quite blessed to have a friend of ours. When, on the show. Whenever we meet, all we talk about is dating. Pretty much. Day, yeah, well, then, so then this will be real. It is, but I'm not dating anymore because I've, I've met someone Taken. that I quite like and, you know, someone put a rang on it. Um, but Does she listen to I this? I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, okay, fine. So, not dating related. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. But. What do you lie about most often? Ooh. Is this on your game? Yeah, one Jeez. of my game questions. Pretty deep. What do I lie about most often? Oh, my God. Do you know what? It's probably not a lie as it's such. not the answer then, is it? <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm a very honest person. Was that actually. a lie? That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm too honest sometimes, I think. Okay. I actually think I'm very honest. I think the only thing I ever lie about is maybe food that I've consumed <laughs> what do you mean or, oh because I I've got a horrific habit with chocolate so maybe I'd like go a bit rogue eat about 17 bars okay and then act like I ate five but <laughs> I think I have the tendency to say what I mean is it's not a lie because I'm not con consciously trying to lie mm. but I think I'll always say I'm fine uh, like okay. if my friends will be like oh because at the moment my granddad's really unwell so okay. My friends will be like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But I might actually have had like quite a crap few days mm. or whatever, but I'll always just be like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, all good. I'm fine. But, but I don't consciously, I don't think I make a decision in my head of going, oh, I'm going to tell them that I'm fine yeah. when really like I actually feel a bit sad today. It's just my natural thing of... It's easier to do going, this right yeah, now. All, all good. And is that a thing that you wish you didn't do? Maybe, maybe recently, uh, but then I've actually been trying to be a bit better with it because I don't think, I joke about having um, a heart stone. <laughs> wow, okay. it's getting quite deep. Yeah, welcome, this is um, all part of the question. Uh, and I joke about that and I don't, like I, I am an emotional creature as we all are, but I do think my coping mechanism with things in life is to just get on with things mm. and I'm always quite happy. Yeah. And I'm always, which is, I think, quite a nice characteristic and, and also quite positive in a lot of ways. But then on the flip side, 
you can't expect people to know when you're maybe then feeling a bit crap or a bit low. Mm. I, that's one of the in relationships, it. that's the nightmare for guys because yeah, that is. Oh exactly. yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> that, it's that one, isn't it? What it's have I like, fucking done? What have I done? I'm fine. Nothing. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, so I'd probably tell you. So if you've annoyed me, okay. I'd probably tell you. Mm. Yeah, but. If I'm upset about, I don't know. I find it more, when you said I'm always happy, because I mm. live by that, guys, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm always the positive guy. Yeah. But it, I think it does make it harder to be the person that's not. And do you know what? I'm going to ask a question here, actually, because I recently had a go at someone for doing this, and they were just trying to be nice. Somebody asked, okay. <laughs> Call them out. No, 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 I'm not, because she, she knows who she is. Point. It's Tash Bristow, and she'll hear this, <laughs> right, but... I and I, I actually told her we have we're really open about this and mm. we we'll have these like, voice notes at seven in the morning and we'll speak to each other. Remember there was that campaign going around? It was called like "Are you okay, mate?" Yeah, right? yeah. Now I like I understand the point of it. You know, <laughs> men, you know, not being in a good place and being the biggest killer of man is suicide, right? But there's something I don't know. Maybe it's because I am okay, or maybe it's because I do so much or have so much conversation around this kind of topic. But are you okay, mate, when that flies into your WhatsApp, right, and you're having a, a good day or a semi-bad day, I've never received that message and gone, thank God someone's asked me that question. Yeah. It fucks me up. I don't know why, but I go, of course I'm fucking okay. Do you know how much I do for myself? Like, and I'll start writing in anger. Like, I could, of course I'm fine. Why do I not, do I not, do I not look like I'm fine? Have I said something to you? Mm. Is that, how do you react when someone says to you, are you okay, love or mate? Can I just add on that question? Mm. It infuriates me when um, it's... Say, for example, you haven't replied to someone's previous message. Mm. But I feel like this is a hint at me. No, it's, it's not necessarily a hint, a hint at you. But, you know, like, if you've not replied to someone's message, yeah, like, I don't have to reply to it. You don't have to three hours later say, are you okay, mate? Like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I haven't I know replied to you. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I think it depends. That, I get that from... That's quite sarky, though. I mean, it's out of... Yeah, it, that is a bit rude. But yours, to be fair, that's just like a cold call, isn't This it? is coming from... It is. It's like yeah. someone random... And we... Because you wouldn't be able to do this in 1980. You, you may wouldn't, like, bang on your... Actually, maybe they would. But they wouldn't be able to arrive at your a phone. specific date as well. <laughs> no, they would be able to arrive in your face being like, you okay? Like, <laughs> sorry, are you okay? Sorry. Open your letterbox. Like, yeah, like, you fucking... Okay? Like, what the fuck? Wait, I went your TV suddenly like you've got this person being like are you okay it just it feels like it's really quite uh, crazy access to your life and it makes you suddenly think about because when I get asked that question I'm actually I've just got myself into quite a good place mm. and I look at my phone being like oh I'm actually coming off really sad but sometimes it also feels like that people might have been talking about you then yeah or that there's Ooh, no no, really? no it's true. because we've got a friend group where um, one of my friends is really protective about me he's not so much anymore but he used to be and then suddenly I get like three or four messages saying are you okay mate mm. and I know that had meant that he had Said something. Said something around. Mm. So that normally would insinuate that some people are talking. But like in a good How way. You, like you're, a you're a girl, right? Yeah. I think. So are you, would you... Uh, last you, <laughs> yeah, well, you said you had a little penis before we started this. <laughs> okay, just to make everyone aware in case, in case there are any cute mm. guys listening, I do not have a penis. This is my jumpsuit. And if you do identify... We do actually have a lot of cute guys listening. I'd, sorry. Yeah, wait, one friend. No, you were never trying to set me up with one of your friends again. Can I just say, does anybody identify as a cute guy? I like... Is yeah. it? Are you, and hot. are you 16? <laughs> oh, hot. All right, sexy. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop. Hunky man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so you, you're a female. I am And female. when your friends reach out to you and ask this question, how, do you, how does that make you feel? The thing is, it would, it would never be random. Like, my friends would never just be like, are you okay, out of nowhere. If I think what my friends can be quite good at is if they know, for example, where my granddad's not very well, if they know that he's been maybe at the hospital or something, mm. they'll message and be like, hey, you okay? How's your granddad? But I just think that's nice mm. because I think that's then leaving it to me to open that conversation and say, oh, no, like, I'm not feeling great or most likely, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'll get the staple answer. But think- I, I'd never, I wouldn't not like that. I think that's... I think it's nice because what if you were in a bad place and Mm. actually you really wanted someone to talk to about it, but you maybe didn't want to feel like you were pestering any of your friends and someone messaged you being like, are you okay? This is very true. Do you think it's a reflection on Ollie in any way? Quite possibly. Yeah, I think it is. How could it be? I think it's because I am okay. And so when somebody asks oh, me, yeah, because if I you? wasn't, because then because I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> no, but you're asking that. Okay, maybe it's because I, I find that I'm I normally check in with people. I, I have a certain style, so I'll be like, "Yo, just checking in. How you doing?" Or like something like that. It would be. It wouldn't just be outright. 
7 a.m. Are you all right, mate? I think you pride yourself on always being all right, though, which could be quite damaging. Because, like you said, I feel like you pride yourself on helping out. That's me as well. You pride yourself on helping out others. Yeah. And being the one that people come to end this problem. So, and maybe the person that asked you that normally you confines in you. So, for her to. It's quite a, it is an uncomfortable thing, I find. I mean, I have certain people that I go to if I'm not, and, I, and they'll know because I'll call them and I'll be like, bada, bada, bada. in fact, we had it before our podcast, the last one that we had. It was the most intense thing ever. So, And, then, and I've deleted Instagram as a, as a result of this. But mm. when Josh came on the podcast last mm. time, we spoke about the dog days of the dog days. And I was... I basically had a, a, a steamer the night before and... Yeah, you did. Josh, yeah, I did. Oh. And Josh spoke to me off the podcast after it. He was like, you know, why do you drink to, to blackout? And, you know, where's that coming from? And I was like, geez. And literally in the corridor of our old podcast, all my current podcast, if you imagine you're watching, um, it, we had an open conversation about like, my, my dad and alcohol and all this kind of stuff and it was really intense but I don't I don't mind going there Ian was there Pooch was there and, and Josh was leading the interrogation I don't mind going there but when I do go there I'm like right this is a thing I've got to make I've got to do the right thing now and make sure that I kind of get myself back into a good place so I can be back in the position of helping my friends or whatever but it's not comfortable I don't I don't like spending too much time there and if someone checked in with me then and said, are you okay? I would then be like, yeah. And I'd probably have five phone calls in a day or over the course of 48 hours where I'd speak to everyone that I think would care. And then it's kind of done for me. I'm like, right, move on. But I, so for me, that that's, I think people would know me well enough to know that I would probably reach out to them. But yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, but maybe it's people that don't know you that mm. well. Why did you delete Instagram, by the way? As part okay, of right. So I, <laughs> it's quite funny, but can it we, it, Can we insert some clips into this? Yeah, yeah. Recording. You'll see now me filming myself, Ollie's probably Instagram like antics. urinating in my own mouth. No, but I would I would send people, <laughs> not a lie, I would send people... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I really hope your kind of girlfriend uh, isn't is listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good filter. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, sponsored by SheWiz. Um, no, but it, I would I would film myself. I just have this thing where I get drunk and it gets to 11 p.m. and it's like a gun, right? I bring it out and I'm like, I'll be singing David Gray Babylon or something. Oh, I've been sent a singing one of you. Yeah, you, okay, and you probably received one. We just met today. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, I've, I've, I'll do it and I'll then, some, if I'm really pissed, I'll put them on my story. Now, I went public as a, a deterrent from doing this. So I was like, okay, if I go public, then I'm surely my drunk self who doesn't want people in my professional world to see this mm. and people that are working for me or with me or whatever. And no, 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 not at all. In fact, like the the figures went up, I which is really it, embarrassing. I think they got worse. They got really worse. Really? It was like it's a self sabotage. Like ah, oh, my sober self would hate this. When you're drunk, not just you, but I find it you and I DM even worse things when you, I'm drunk. You do. You <laughs> yeah. love a DM when you're drunk. But, but it's because it's you're. I'm always like in control of myself, and that gets quite exhausting. So when that yes. uh, mm. is gone, that shield, it's like wow, this feels great. I have you to can say, just do what you want now. One benefit is they're not, they're not getting pissed and sending urinating videos or whatever. They, they, weren't, they weren't me doing that. That's, sure. That is an extension of the truth, but they probably would get that bad if I carried on. That's one thing. Mm. So that's stopped, and I've had, like, two or three nights out. The other thing is mind is scrolling. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but, like, yeah. there is nothing oh, yeah. I, I, I need to know. And actually, if you flip it to Twitter or to LinkedIn, you find better quality stuff anyway. And then lastly, like... Nothing. I don't know what else was meant to be on that thing for me. For you, it's a bit different because mm, you've got a, you have a career and that kind of stuff. But do you need it, Ian? <laughs> well, delete it. Delete it. <laughs> well, not really. But if you're building like a platform like this podcast, or if mm. you're building anything like that, you kind of need it. I don't yeah. need a personal one. But to be honest, I chat to girls more on Instagram than I do any dating app. <laughs> But Such not in a, a, sleaze, not in a sleazy way. It's not. Well, what sort of way? Like a friendly way? You want more friends? I just want to explain. Yeah, go so do. Tinder. I know they don't show my profile in that algorithm because I don't. I know it. Are you banned? I know it. No. Have you dear, sent too dear many no. I've got no matches. I don't want to sound horrible, but like, there's people. I'll, I did a test once. So I started matching everyone, and I got no matches. And I, without being too arrogant, like if I'm swiping a hundred times, surely one out of a hundred is going to swipe back. Oh, so I want to tag I, Tinder in this now. I, like, I did yeah, a but... test, and I started. But some girls lift their Instagram on Tinder, so. I'd like follow them and message them and they'd chat to me back. So obviously they're not seeing my profile on Tinder. Sorry, okay. why are you on Tinder? Can yeah, I like it's Tinder? It's not 2013. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. I met my ex on Tinder. Yeah. Oh, and he was a lovely friend. But this was like five years ago. Four years yeah, ago. Yeah, but Hinge isn't really working either. 
to be honest, Tinder's better because Tinder's like there's it's quicker and you don't actually have to. I don't know if conversation. No, I just I want thought... the Instagram and chat someone there because I find the apps like you're on people are normally on Instagram anyway, mm. so it's like part of that. Oh, it's it's like, less... I like what you've done. You've removed all the variables and got it's more fishing. So you're well, going it's like more, <laughs> it's more like you're just oh, I'm already like I'm on Instagram probably not to look for a guy. So you can chat on there and have a normal conversation. Whereas if it's in like Hinge or Tinder, oh, when are we going on a date? When are we going on a date? So this is more. And like, you also know, isn't when it you crazy? We're chatting back, on Instagram. The it's, girl or the guy has had the pang, right? So the pang of eye of validation or whatever they need to go onto the app to find the the partner or the date. You know that you're not the only person they're speaking to on that app because they're they're, they're logged in just for that purpose. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. to be time. Yeah, to, to, to also I think you can see more from a person on their Instagram account than you can on Tinder or Hinge. Definitely, you can. Yeah, that's why I don't put my I, accounts on anything. Yeah, so I've I've talked to someone on Tinder, and then she's like, "What's your Instagram?" And then she started following me. I looked at her Instagram, and I was like, "Well, you look completely different to what you did on Tinder." So I didn't reply to her. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but not in a horrible way, but I don't understand how, you, uh, like. Because people lie. This, people is, what's, yeah, but this is what scares pictures. me about meeting up with people. That's why I don't meet people from an app because it's like, you're not, you don't look like that. So when I meet you, we're not going to have a bit of chemistry. No, you stalk them. I'm like the MI5. Really? FBI, I go wild. Oh no, I know everything about them before I met. I shouldn't say this. Hope, you look worried. I'm like, who am I you listening worried. to? This? I know everything. Um, no, I made do. a name. But you've got to. You've mm. got to. I don't want to get kidnapped. Mm. And also, I've been on so many dates when I've not gone full on stalker mode. And I've walked in, oh, like broken hip. Yeah, that made me feel bad. You've had the same experience. No, but I judging. won't then stop. I will stalk them. To make sure, like, I've never stalked someone and then stopped talking to them. But maybe I've what been lucky. What we supposed to do? Just like chat to them, like keep chatting. No, no one's got time for no, that. No, I, I know. The way I know it's not so like awkward. literally, as soon as I see the account, I don't reply. It's kind of like you phase it yeah, out. Yeah, it's like two hours <laughs> have gone by. It's fair enough. I know. Do you know why? Because I'm so done. This thing as well with dating apps. I'm so done with turning up, seeing them, and within 30 seconds, I'm no. sorry, you go yes or no, and I go no, 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 and then I stay for four hours. Yeah, and get drunk. I'm too polite. I I cannot mm. leave, so I stay for hours. Oh, so I used to go on autopilot. So I would go like, um, I would still be the same. I just perform. I got, so you kind of you kind performing. of trick the, yeah. You aren't yeah. performing. You're sort of like. And you buy that street, and then the more drunk you get, you sort of your brain goes, Do Not I that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I could I yeah. And then before you know it, you're snogging in at Shoreditch yeah, House. I was gonna look at the We I knew we couldn't stay off dating too long. No. There, there was um but we had a topic before that, right? We, oh, well, you want to speak about Tyson Fury? Well, just come back. it's weird. We had a good segue to it before, and that wasn't a segue back into it. <laughs> so I'm thinking of dating. Yeah. Yeah, Tyson Fury's Tyson. hot, isn't he? I'd shag him. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's funny because you mentioned the the pendulum, what the graph, the pendulum of, swinging, yeah. Pendulum so we like, we I think I said, I said story arc to describe the yeah. sort of great, bad, great again hero sort of thing, and Tyson Fury is mm. a brilliant example of that. He's got like three arcs to him, so is Conor McGregor. Tyson Fury starts as bad man, gypsy, da 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 da. da. Mm. Then people quite like it because they fall in love with the sort of weirdness of him. Eddie Hearn's currently going through that at the moment. Yeah. Peak, Eddie Hearn will hit peak, peak very soon and then will drop off because he'll shag someone, shield on his wife, whatever. <laughs> but Tyson Fury, right, then went down and then he went depressed, went back up. And then he started training again, gone up, gone up, gone up, went down probably a little bit because he spoke a bit too much about mental health and then boof, back up again because mm. he's got a comeback. So, Sorry, that was my arc of him. Yeah. I always see him as like What's interesting ski. for him, though, is how he wasn't... Like, he was cancelled at one point. Before we talk about council culture. Council yeah. culture. I always say council, like council flat. Right. But council flat culture. He, uh, he... I can't remember the comments exactly. You probably know because you work in sports media. But it was something, like, to do with... He's a Christian, so it's something to do with homosexuals oh, being... Oh, he said stuff on everything. Yeah. And he was like, everyone was gave up on him. Right. So it's interesting how none of that is in the mix anymore. It's completely like hero, which I think is good because it's his recovery. Mm. No, in some respect, it's, that's what I think footballers or athletes, sometimes they're just invincible. It doesn't matter what they're held against. So if we look at Caroline Flack, obviously the, the, the comparison between the two, yeah. he's actually said some really awful, awful things. But now he's just seen as our oh, Tyson Fury's in his own little world. He's hilarious. I do think there is a very special place that you can visit, and you can only press the button once. And I think he pressed that button, which was the mental health button, right at the right time. Yes, okay, he was in a very bad place and suicidal. But I feel like once you have gone there, 
you are in a way protected for five years in celebrity culture. I yeah. feel like he went there and went boom, and it's like right, the, the, we can only and then maybe this is probably going to happen quite a lot. It's now. crazy because Caroline Flack actually took her own life. Yeah, she wasn't, but we never saw. It's weird. She never went down that route. We never knew that she was suicidal. No, technically, in the media's eyes. But I would say someone like Tyson Fury now is protected for at least like three years more, let's say, from being trolled. I think I mean? these comments were before he spoke about any mental yeah, health issues. Yeah, this was... He, he, was, he, was, he said he was, like anti-Semitic things, homophobic yeah. things. Uh, oh, God, he, he said everything. Hmm. Uh, about Things about abortion. Like, he's he's made a lot of... But that was before. Mm. And yeah, he yeah. went through up-down, up-down mental health depression. Yeah, and now he's again, like he's, you know... Untouchable. I have really mixed feelings about him because actually... And I feel a bit stupid, but I didn't know the extent of some of the things he said until I started looking this week. And I met him. I I interviewed him uh, for NFL, actually. He was at um, an NFL game when it was at Wembley in October, November time. And he was actually really cool. He was so nice. He was really friendly, was literally like so game for the content we wanted to do. And he had no notice, no prep. And he was great. And I thought, oh... That's quite rare. Like, what What a nice chap. Yeah. And then I've been reading the stuff he's saying. I'm Jewish as well. So then reading these anti-Semitic comments, and I was like, oh, Tyson, hun. Like, oh, don't yeah. know how I feel about you now. Yeah, he would have been, he must have been like 20, like in his 20s then, yeah. which doesn't excuse it. But I do think you can have a certain set he's of He's going to even a microphone it. way too early. I yeah. think and that's, and then, so I actually, I kind of think it's okay if they, if they've done a lot and they've done a lot of work, which he has done around away from that, and he's doing a lot of things for the mental health. I was about to say, scene. Yeah, like but that doesn't really... cancel out stuff like he's said or or. Well, if you're Jewish, it's the same like Bible that. that you've got to forgive. So it depends which side you're on here. You know? Is it the Bible? The, is it the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> is it? I was going to call it. Get out. I was going to call it a synagogue, but I know that would have no, been yeah. even a worse. A synagogue. Scrolls? That's like the. Oh, that's God. That's the Torah. That's Torah. The Torah. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, I didn't know that. We anyway, there you go. That's, that's this is a learning curve. But it I would say just. Forgiveness, no? Oh, Do you explain no. something while we're on Judaism quickly? Go on. Wow, this is going no, off on a re- tangent. I, I find this so interesting. Only you could pass on the genes. Yeah. Can you explain that? That's how, because I'm female, as we found <laughs> why, out why, earlier. I'm still not sure about that. <laughs> but do you uh, find that strange? Here. What do you mean she can only pass on the genes? Well, she needs to explain so it. So in Judaism, so I've got two brothers and they are both married to non-Jewish uh, wives. Oh, okay. So, well, one engaged, one married. Um, so their kids won't be Jewish technically, whereas because I'm... So it's passed through the female, the mother. Oh, wow. So my children will be Jewish. I mean, I I kind of say that I'm atheist. I don't really, yeah. you know, believe Agnostic. in religion or anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe more spiritual. That. I feel like I'm becoming mm. a bit more spiritual, but that's a You whole should have come on last story. month if you were doing spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, this is spirituality <laughs> month. Oh, here we what go. What is your oh, spiritual beliefs? I just feel like I'm getting a bit more like... I'm really trusting my gut. Like, I don't know. Anyway. No, I want to stay um, on this. Yeah. I'm actually going to stay on this. Really? Yeah, because we said we would do spirituality. You know, I think we should at least have a few questions around this. All right, go on. All right. What is the best thing that you've learned about your own mind in the last year? Do you know what? I recently, and I say this quite a lot as a joke, I'll say I'm always right about things. But do you know no. what? Recently... I was going to say something felt, you probably can't say What were you going to be like, oh, such a female. Yeah, something <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Well, I actually... No, because the past few things that have happened, when I've really listened to my gut, and my gut's telling me something, and each time I've been right, I genuinely think that I... I but it's probably the same with everyone, unless you're a bit delusional. But I think I'm quite self-aware. I think I'm quite grounded. I think I'm quite level-headed. So when I have really strong feelings about certain things, mm. especially I've seen it the past sort of four months, I'd say, and each thing that I've had a really strong feeling about, I've been completely right. Okay. And I think it's also with age as well that I'm going, actually, I need to trust myself more mm. when I'm feeling certain things. I'm just having like that intuition, that, that, that gut instinct that I need to go, yeah, you're mm. right. I think, it's late, it. I think it definitely is an age thing. I think it's a late 20, because mm. I've had that recently as well. I also think the um, we used to want to impress a lot of people more. I, I feel like I'm less bothered about impressing those people. And I, and I would second guess my gut feeling mm. based on what I think somebody else would want to know or what they would do instead of me because I wanted to impress them. Whereas now there are a few, you know, 
few people that I want to impress, but I'm less bothered if they are or not because I'm more sure of myself now. Mm. Yeah, you see, I think it's also... So say even if it's about a guy, because one of the things was about the mm. guy, and, you know, my friends... Or, or there was a work thing as well that I had a really strong feeling about. And my friends would be like, oh, no, but maybe this, maybe that. Or maybe it's because this has happened. And other people almost give you excuses. Yeah. And then sometimes you listen to them and you think, oh, yeah, maybe I am overreacting or maybe... I don't know, maybe I've got the wrong end of the stick. When actually, when it comes down to it, no, you were initially right. Mm. So I think sometimes people try and... And they're doing it from a nice place yeah. to try and maybe make you feel better or just in case you are wrong. But each time... When I say I've been right, what I mean is, okay, when I've had boyfriends, mm -hmm. because I'm I'm actually, like, quite chilled with things generally, I don't get angry very easily. No, I don't, though. I'm at, I think I'm quite easygoing. So if I have an argument with a boyfriend, mm. you are wrong. No, like, they know, no, but they know they are wrong. You can clip that because up. Yeah, yeah, chop that one out. Do you know what, though? I think my exes would probably agree. Really? Because it takes a lot to push me. <laughs> when did anyone ever agree that the other Funny word there, they're right exes. Yeah. yeah, they're being like, I probably yeah, shouldn't My choice, my choice. No, but if oh. because it takes me so long to like it takes a lot to really piss me off. Okay. So if you've pushed me to that point, it's because you've really done something wrong. Okay, he, he, does, does that make sense? I don't want to disagree. I'm with bloody you. right. Yeah, no, you tell him. <laughs> oh, I feel like that was spiritual to call there. <laughs> I, I, feel like so we, I feel like we slandered uh, Gypsy King without even mentioning anything positive from. We've the not. Song. Yeah, no, sorry. I would say Gypsy King, brilliant, good job, and. <laughs> Self-belief. Wow. I would say, and that's from me, the Ollie Scott. No, um, he started. So I look back at, have you seen the previous Twitter threads where this all began, his his revival? No. I, going back to it and seeing the tweets, it was he was calling out Deontay Wilder back in like 2013 saying, um, I'm coming for you, and whatever. But it, it looked like levels of delusion of like Gaza at the time mm. saying something right. like that. That's what it actually, I remember it now, having read those tweets, that's actually what it looked like. Because oh, he wow. was so overweight. And it looked like you are so deluded, mate. Like, yeah. you're so far from this. And it is actually amazing when you dig out the old tweets and then hit Deontay Wilder's reply saying, you're finished. And that's in 2013. And literally everybody trolling the tweets and they're saying, mate, you're a fat has-been. You've got no oh. chance, blah, blah, blah. So imagine him and he would have seen those back in the day and he knows, like, what he's gone through and, like, yeah. a big... I, I like that. That's like... um. We were speaking to someone the other day doing this kind of like visuality, visualization, visualization? NLP mm, vibe. And actually, I do want to, as I, we're doing less guests and more friends and hosts and that sort of stuff. Don't touch me. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Is it 2020, Ollie? Sorry. Did Jesus. you ask for my permission? Uh, can I touch That's you? That's me too, brother. No. Okay, fine. Well, um, less ex-friends were on this podcast to come on no, but I do think I do think the next person I want to bring on is someone that understands that world of NLP and visualizing but, but mm. not in the cringy American Tony Robbins 1990 way mm. I want to I want someone that's come on and be and to tell me how and not looking in the mirror being like you're gonna fucking own the day I want to know how someone's done accent. it yeah in that accent but I want to mention so I mentioned already Jake Paul I know he did this boxing thing yeah um he, before, he was like, this is my secret, he released this video, and he had this guy covered in tattoos who he kept doing breathing work and visualizations. And I just felt like it worked, but you could have lost because it's boxing. And then what does that mean for your visualizations? But then again, he won, and he said, I visualized a, fir visualized a first round knockout. I knew it was going to come, I knew it was going to come, and then it did actually happen. But I feel like visualization... I want to hear about people that... It didn't work. It didn't work. I vision, classic you. I vi <laughs> no, but it's true, isn't it? It's intriguing, like, because surely you visualised it and it That would be the saddest podcast. Happen. Imagine being like, and then, and I was like, at the touchline, go, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, and then what? And then I we lost, win. but you know, um, yeah. But you, but <laughs> now I'm yeah. poor. I don't know where you yeah, go, though. I am interested to learn about it, to be fair, but I don't know where you go from it. Maybe just someone that It's just everyone like, that yeah. seems to be in these positions of, of like sublime victory like Conor McGregor Tyson Fury these kind of weird they all speak about this visualisation I've tried it I what, found it so hard but I think you can do it differently I think people can either extract it from it I think you can write it out mm. I think we do different because I've oh god Josh one of his things from the last podcast he told me to do inner child work and my god I put on this thing and it's the cheesiest thing you've ever heard. It's like these two guys being like, "You, you're in a garden and you're seeing your child." You love an American accent. It's, by the it's way. how it was. Okay, right? sure. It wasn't actually. Do you know what? It was actually English. It was actually, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's an English guy, and it kind of made it even worse. But anyway, I was trying my hardest to imagine meeting this inner child. It's me in the garden across a bridge. I couldn't do. It. I tried so yeah. hard. 
then I started writing it and it was so much easier. And I think if you just have to work out what works for you. Because I, if I write and reflect on my week, way easier than if I sort of sit in my head going like, oh. So maybe the visualisation thing, you should try a different style. But what do you get out of that? What? I don't want to sound pessimistic because, you know, I'm more like Nicole spiritual. Yeah, yeah, no, days. I get it. But <laughs> what do you get out of, just out of curiosity, mm. writing down... Like what's because I thought creative visualization was more right next year. I want to host, I don't know, some amazing show on ITV. So I'm going to keep visualizing myself doing that and la la la, yeah, and maybe it'll happen. It is. I, isn't that no? Okay, I, cool. Well, that was a good it, conversation. It, it no, no, <laughs> in the context of sport, that's what it is. Maybe it's, it is it's visualizing punches you've thrown, it's the outcome. It, okay, it's so what celebrating I, in the crowd, yeah, yeah, that is more it. So, actually, what they speak about isn't the action of you doing it, mm. it's not you sitting there with Oprah interviewing her on ITV. I know you're not that'd be you. a weird show, <laughs> that'd be weird. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's more that the emotions you feel afterwards. So, they, they focus much more on like, how do you okay, I how do you that. feel when you won that? How do you feel when you've thrown that punch? And so, you channel like the feeling of it. So the idea is that there's a physicality, there's a kind of chemical connection to the feelings that you're going to feel post hosting the show with Oprah or, or whatever. Okay. And then personally for me, what do I get out of journaling loads? Mm. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I, I get so much out of my brain on, on, on this actual pad. Um, the holy pad. The holy right. pad. Are you okay, mate? Yeah, yeah, and I was like punching it. You're fucking, of course I'm okay. No, I do. I, I find it really helpful. I did used to do these cheesy things where it was like, "What am I grateful for?" and whatever else. Okay. But I kind of we've I tried doing. everything, haven't we? Yeah, but I think this is you what it's to, for. We're kind yeah. of experimenting the whole time. That's the, the purpose of the dog days. But you find that helps. The one thing I find that really helps is what was on my mind. How am I, if I'm really in a stressed out place, mm. and if I'm being like, if I'm, I don't know, if I don't have a car anymore, but if I'm like getting road rage, or if I'm doing like things like, oh, fucking walking on tube, or I'm writing on my my hinge profile. <laughs> I hate people that don't get on the tube. Too quick enough, you fuck it. Something Which he doesn't that. do now because he has a lovely kind of girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but if I'm doing that, then I go, right, I need to go sit with my notepad and start writing stuff. And I write like, you know, why are you feeling stressed? And, you know, what do you feel grateful for is a helpful thing because it gets you in the right headspace to start mm. saying things like, how do I make this week amazing? And what do I need to focus on? And It's quite a good idea because I think what I'm awful at doing is thinking about things that I've been doing that are really good. Yeah. And successful and like, I don't know because like you have aims and goals like if I knew last year this time last year that I would be working on things that I am now I would be like wow yes. that's insane pinch yourself wouldn't you yeah I would I'd give myself a little pinch <laughs> I would um, <laughs> but yeah we've been there um, but I don't I think once you get there you then want bigger things and, mm. and the, the goalposts change each time and so you don't really acknowledge the the things that have been great that you've achieved yeah. well, so I think that's probably quite a, a good way actually well, doing it that's what actually led I don't want to just keep going back to him but that's what led to his demise when he, Tyson Fury's goal was to win all the belts and yeah. beat Klitschko and that's when this whole kind of spiral started because he achieved that and then he was on top of the world and then he just plummeted because mm. it's like, well, what do I do now? This is the only thing I've ever they focused it- for. So his latest comeback's been about that, like yeah. my comeback, proving people wrong, you know, knowing myself deeper, pushing myself to the limits. It's not, And he said, even in his interview after he won the belts, he said, I don't give a shit about these belts. I've already won them twice now. It's more just like fighting myself and learning how to yeah. Yeah, deal with my inner, inner child. They say, that, oh, interesting. But they say that the whole kind of, um, the progression of self-improvement or success or self-fulfillment is like climbing a mountain top without any tops. It's like mm. concept that. I think what they're, what people tend to say around kind of how do you appreciate it is doing what you're doing. It's like sitting with it for longer. Yeah. And rather than, okay, right, done, reset goals. Because we, I think we are designed to be per- perpetually, what's the word, perturbed. Like mm. you're, you're constantly trying to improve yourself in some sort of way because that's how we, that's why we exist, you know. I found that something really interesting. Really interesting. There is this, okay, water snails, right? (gasps) They have two triggers, okay? One, which is, uh, one one trigger which is to tell them if they're hungry, and the second one is to tell them if there's food nearby, right? Why are you closing your eyes? (laughs) I'm I'm imagining I'm a water snail. Snails, they have eyes. Well, yeah, they were more feelers, right? Anyway, (laughs) but that is how we've evolved. Wait, say that again, sorry, I was was distracted. Is there food near? Yeah. Or, Or am I hungry? So it's like basically, can you eat? And can you, and is it's food like food. Bit like you eat the chocolate bar. No, so, do you know, I was That's thinking, I'm so I'm, related. I'm, I'm never child. related. I'm, I'm an animal more. I'm a snail. <laughs> You're a snail. I saw, <laughs> mate, I started this podcast. I said, I'm a snail. I don't oh know. my God, we're soulmates. Do you not know, you know remember that? I started just randomly said, I'm a snail. Yes. I feel like a snail. And now I know why I said that. Because you 
There we go. Because, yeah. NLP. Wow. So anyway, <laughs> on that point, what I'm trying to say is that we're now a lot more complex and we seek mm. for different, we seek different things, right? But we are, you know, to better ourselves, to beat cancer and to us. There's a reason why we've done all these things. I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, <laughs> my snails, God. Snails. 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 Hunger. And we're triggered and we're hungry. We're always going and to the be French do, eat them, looking man. to do more things. But I think we have, and this is where you have lots of looking inside, where Josh Connolly is very, very good. Mm. It is looking inside to work out which part of me am I trying to fulfill? Mm. Is it coming from an insecurity? Tyson Fury speaks about doing it for his inner child. One would ask the question, perhaps you should sit with that inner child a bit longer to understand what he's doing and who he's trying to prove a point against because you can be in a perpetual cycle of just trying to quieten a voice that actually you've just not sat with for long enough. Mm. So it does make... I, mm. I'm in the same position as you because I'm... I think 20s as well are like this, right? Imagine you're into you're your 30s. Weird. But I think you just want to... For me, I'm like, okay, when I get to 32 or 33, I'll probably start kind of like being really grateful. Won't happen. Oh, no, be like not at all. Kids, not at you know. all. Mm. So I... Congratulations to me for getting a job, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah, so sorry, mate. Yeah. In, you, did you just the, give yourself a shout out? <laughs> no. <laughs> just interrupted wow. me to go... Sorry. <laughs> no, but I'll, I got the context, For the context, because how you, I've noticed how I've developed a little bit in my 20s. I think I initially left my sort of corporate job in my early 20s because um, I didn't feel... I was very anxious and I just felt like I didn't belong there a lot of the time. But now I'm in the environment again and it feels like I've matured so much and I feel like, wow, I can actually go on a shoot today and feel um, like I have something valuable to add. Mm. Where, but I feel like that's something I've learned over a period of time. Don't know how this links to what you were saying. No, I like it. <laughs> Just I, think no, I, know, I know how it links. Because you said something about no, this. No, because you were, you were perturbed and you were anxious and you were looking for something and you weren't in yourself um, happy with what was going on because you were constantly seeking some sort of improvement. Whereas yeah. now, Zen mode, you're going to love that. I'm not going to touch so you. Zen. But mm. you can go back in with a, with a mature mindset and understanding of actually, I don't need, because I think you were quite. You were entrepreneurially charged back in your 23s yeah. and 4s. I don't know if that's like a defense mechanism. I think it's sometimes, I think I still am, but I think it was also like a good thing to just, when you quit and you could be like, it's because I'm this. But yeah. Maybe there was also some stuff I needed, I was ignoring whilst I, think I was so. in those positions. And I think this podcast is like, And for example, I'll give you one. I used to walk down the corridor and think everybody was staring at me, like little things like that. Where now I I can walk I can I can feel like I belong in a place yeah. like in, in that office environment. But I used to just feel like I didn't belong there. Why am I here? Everybody's wow. staring at me. If I'm in a meeting where you, like a big you get those big corporate meetings where you have agencies, blah blah blah. I just was not wanting to stand out, not wanting to say anything. Which it, I had that in the classroom at school. You never wanted to say anything, mm. even at university lectures. Really? Yeah, I never wanted to put my hand up or say anything. But now, yeah, it feels like I've had that experience trying to be an entrepreneur trying to do that yeah and it feels like i'm more comfortable myself in a new environment but it's been a week and we all know what happens no uh, no 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 no. i'm not letting you no, in he's this. gonna do me again because i he's already done me on the the visualization what? so now you're gonna do you've you called me out on that what, what, what you said you of course you want to look for the negative in the yeah I'm just, so you're not allowed to do it so okay all yeah. right i won't say anything but he, he changed his his, uh, his bio on instagram to negative influencer <laughs> well, because I've, I, I've seen a lot of influencers, like influencers like you. No, no you're, you're oh, he's really on a bad one now. You got No, but it's like, you're like, okay, what do you do? Because this guy was like, yeah. content creator. Mm. What do you create? Let me see. I don't know what you're creating. It's a picture of you. Like, yeah. And then positive influence. Oh, what yeah. is it? Like, what, what, what really are you positive? So now I'm like negative influence. Yeah. Wow. Which is more realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parents and right. used to let me like go around the, their friend's house, my friend's houses. One friend in particular. Because I was a negative influence. So now it's all... Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> it's gone full circle. Yeah, he really wears like a badge now. He's like, I'm a fucking negative influence. Badge of honour. I'm, I'm in one in my own category, so... <laughs> Is it not, it's an honest category. Um, no, I've really enjoyed this. I feel like we're nearing to an end. Um, I want to ask you some more deep questions, but these are going to be quick fire deep questions. Oh, gosh, what makes right. you shy? Um, oh, b- uh, bedroom stuff. What does that even mean? Oh, jeez, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I All think right. so. Yeah. Well, what, ah. is it like towels and, and boards, <laughs> the sort of drobe things? What? I don't know what that was. <laughs> a dressing girl, I don't know. 
know. Just, I don't know. I think that sometimes if you're not that comfortable with someone being like, hello, here's my, me naked. Oh, okay. I can imagine you saying that. I'm now imagining saying I'm imagining you naked. Like, <laughs> I can imagine you being like quite like loud. Like, hello, I'm here. I'm naked. What? I'm naked. No. Outside your house. You let me in. <laughs> Jesus. Me in. Please. Uh, no, weirdly, I think because I'm really confident as a person, mm. I think... I don't know. People maybe assume that... Not that I'm not confident when it mean. comes to that sort of stuff, but we all have insecurity. I'm not that sexually confident. No, I, no I find it like... It's not I have the worst fucking flashbacks. Just like, like, oh, my God. Like, some of the... I was seeing this girl once, and she was walking into a, the bathroom and did this look back, right? And I remember it being like, there's so much pressure. <laughs> there's so much pressure it. on this sex thing, right? She's yeah. like, walks into the bathroom and sort of goes... Like that, oh, and I was like, oh smolder. my god, what's she expecting? He like the, the an world. hour and a half of like crazy, like German porn shit. I don't know what she's watching. You hid under your bed. I did. I saw this came in. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready for you at all. Please. Maybe no. we yeah. could just watch a film. Yeah. No, I you know, it's not that. It's more, um, if I'm being super honest, like body confidence. Yeah. That's I've what got it loads is. Loads of that. I think <laughs> too much, some would say. Uh, yeah, I think that's when I'm probably most shy. Right. Because okay. I think. As myself, I'm really confident, but I think when, if I'm literally just standing there in, like, a well-lit room, yeah. naked, I'd be like, oh. It's funny, that because I don't think blokes, wow. Well, no, but, no, no, but probably like... not. Like, guys probably wouldn't be, like, analysing everything, yeah. but it's, like, it's you, it's me. I'm not thinking about what they are thinking necessarily. It's more about your empowerment here yeah, as a female. I, don't know. I think it's also, I mean, this is meant to be quick fire. I think it also really <laughs> depends on how the guy makes you feel, because some guys are really good at making you feel really confident mm. by how they're behaving and what they're saying and stuff like that, and then other times you can feel a lot more insecure. Wow, that we should have had more of this conversation because I think this could have been really insightful for men that are like, Learning. how do I make my mm. my lady, my woman feel more uh, comfortable in the bedroom? You know, I, I don't know. What I don't know where that was from, but I imagine I just wanted to go more sort of caveman. Yeah, so, cool. so, yeah. Do but you no, think okay, Hollywood get cancelled if we had an audience? Probably. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I'd say something ridiculous. But that's kind of what I've got to say as I'm doing quick fire questions. But you'd cancel yourself. Like you, <laughs> yeah, I would. It's all out there. Yeah, but A, it's all out there. There's gay Dutch pornography shoots. You There's everything. You peeing in your own mouth. That's very true. I, I weed <laughs> in my mouth. But how can you get cancelled for that? Wait, <laughs> yeah, surely I, I, I'm already cancelled. Did you not. actually wee in your mouth? It is a party trick. You know, it is... Can <laughs> I just get some more... <laughs> 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 he doesn't believe it. What? This is so normal to clip this up. Yeah. So get out. Okay. Right, do you know what Nick Nominate is? Do you remember that? Oh, okay, Jesus. so my a Nick Nominate it. came up on my Facebook timeline. You know Facebook always kills you. It's the mm. worst. It's like this happened oh, on this day. Oh, remind us. Yeah, so we're on a pier uh, in Poole mm. at our friend's house. He's got mm. like in his garden, there was like a pier off it. And uh, Nick Nominate, obviously excited Ollie, he starts it with a pint glass set, cracks an egg on his head, and that dribbles into the pint, and then he wheezes in the pint, and then he downs it. Yeah. That's his Nick Nominate. What? Uh, and then we did DOS, but even better. No, okay, yeah. yeah, sorry. We, we don't do DOS on my, my arse. Anyway. What? So, but can you get cancelled for peeing in a this? If you pee in a pint glass and drink it, would so, can That's you get cancelled? That's not as bad. I thought you literally meant, like... I mean, I'm Im imagining that you're holding your willy wee, like, it's the same. and you're aiming yeah, your pee that. into yeah. your mouth. I this is now because I would have been quite impressed with that. I didn't want to go into this, but you know, it, I don't know how we got onto this. We're, right? we're an anti lads podcast. <laughs> we're as anti lad podcast. My point is that I, <laughs> I feel like this. I'm glad this is happening now, right? Because this this is a real conversation. This isn't what you'd normally have, right? And if we carried on getting like crazy people with big followers in, I wouldn't be able to say this to them. And I think what, we should you, let the world know. You drank know. your own pee. Do you know what? I'm so happy I It's I not all about you, that. bruv. No, it's not. You're right. But either way, I'm glad we can have an authentic conversation. No, I agree. Yeah. It is about um, you. So you haven't asked me that. any questions yet. And I thought... You're as the a, presenter. You know, Are you okay, hon? <laughs> oh, hon as well. Oh, hon, yeah. That is like... I get that from this person that asked me about me as well. Oh. It's guy on guy, hun. That is not a thing. Yeah, rank. Not gonna, not gonna enjoy that. Yeah, but are you okay, hun? Yeah, okay, last are you question. Okay? No, I'm, no, are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah. I'm. I actually don't like being asked questions. I, maybe that's are my you, thing. Are you okay, hun? Maybe that's why I had to be the host. Like, no one asked me a question. Mm. My last question to you, Nicole. Are you okay, hun? Yeah. I'm fine. You've answered. Okay, good. I'm How's okay. your week been so far? It's only Monday. It's How's fun. your last really good. four days? The last four days. Fine, actually. Yeah, fine. 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 Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, struggled on Saturday. I woke up with a lot of shame because mm. we had a bit of like a, a boozy night and. 
Who's was, we? Uh, well, actually, we, we, no, me, basically. No. I, was, I was out from one o'clock with a client and then it went on um, to, to quite a heavy degree. But I was home by 12.30. Oh, so you did drink with a client from one? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That wasn't just, I didn't get that drunk. I that thought quickly. that was just Boyman. So you must have been drunk by the time you oh, saw Boyman. Boyman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Boyman. Oh, okay. Hello, Boyman, by the way. But no, so I, on Saturday, I woke up with shame and then... Um, but it was actually quite nice because I introduced the girl that I'm seeing to my family and then did lots of family stuff with my little niece. Oh, how wonderful. did that go? Really well, actually. Yeah. yeah, I I quite like my, I love my family for this. And I also like this girl because it sort of went to like an equilibrium of normality. Yeah. Everyone was just sort of like, we're not judging you because we want to impress you, but also you're not judging us because mm. you want to impress us. Was, so it's quite nice. Was it one of those where you could just like... Mm. Yeah, oh, actually, funnily enough, she... just and melt in the sofa. Yeah, and my sister's boyfriend did all the cooking, mm. and Sasha, uh, the girl, Sasha, did all of the um, the prep. So me and my sister sat in there, and they delivered us the food. Oh, that's pretty How yeah. cute. There so you're are you going to ask her to be your girlfriend? I don't, know if, I don't know if that has to happen now. I used a little bit... So it's basically, yeah, it does, it's yeah. like a, does it have to happen now? So yeah. you, as in you think that it basically is... I would say so, yeah. Okay. I would say that <laughs> now funny. it's in a place. Well, now it is. Sasha, will you go out with Ollie? Hit me down. Don't, that's not... Woogum. 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 No, let's not do that. Um, last we question. To, we need, yes. Because yeah. I had to finish on the, on the original question. I'm, I'm touching you again. We've already gone over, over in our new studio, our debut. Yeah, we're going to be This is not out. a sign of things to come. It's our first and last here. Um, <laughs> so the question is, what would you mm. tell your 21-year-old self? Mm. Ooh... Um, oh God, 21. Do you know what? A lot has happened in that time. Um, oh, that things will be fine, question mark. That, but they're always fine, that, apparently. For your uncertainty. Yeah, do, you know, do you know what? But that's, that literally sums me up, doesn't it, that I've just said that. Um, that I'll get to where I want to be and that it all will work out because I spent years trying to get to the point that I'm at now, working crap jobs, just stressing out. I think mm. I spent a lot of time worrying in my like early 20s about what I would do in the future and what things would be like. So I think I'd say enjoy life in a really soppy way, make the most of time with family because like I've had a lot of family loss and stuff mm. over those years. Um, and probably enjoy yourself and live each day God I'm being oh, I like this I hate, yeah, yeah. I hate what live I'm live the life you love love the life you live <laughs> yeah Keep all, calm those, all those quotes on. you'd get on a t-shirt <laughs> 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 no but I do think we spend so much time worrying but I think in my 30s I would love to tell myself that now oh interesting to, because I know that right now I'm being too stressy with work and la 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 and actually I should be enjoying this time even more and sometimes I'll have days where I say this to myself and I'm like oh my god I'm young I'm healthy I'm doing something that I love I'm single which is actually really fun. You know, I need to be enjoying this time more yeah. when really you just, I think it's also when in your late 20s though, you start to stress about, am I doing enough? Oh my God, I need to be earning more. I need to be having my life together more. And I think it's just being like, do you know what? Calm down, wow. just enjoy things and it will all work out. What I like, that is one of the best answers to that question. But what I liked about that is you all, you went through a bit of a weird little time journey there. <laughs> I went you forward. You your future. I travelled in yeah. time. Yeah. But that's, no, that's the first time anyone's travelled to the future on our podcast. Oh, because it's so true, because it's something and that I'm life. I'm so aware of that I know, and that's what I mean, every so often I do have that clarity and I try to bring myself back to, like, I don't know, what life is right now and that we should mm. be having fun. And and you hear, like, such sad things about young people dying and, and awful tragedies, and you think, God, what really, what am I mm. stressing about and moaning about? You know, I've got, I've got it good, really, in the grand scheme of things. Just think back to that water snail every time. <laughs> How simple life can be. That's the outcome I'm going to take my eyes. tonight. And Nicole, thank you so much. This has been a, a real pleasure. To this has been fun. Um, to be with you here. Been intense. I feel like I've, um, yeah, spoken about quite a lot of stuff. Good. <laughs> you should I... feel quite dirty leaving this room. <laughs> I um, do. And thank you again to Mooch, our new, uh, our yeah, new host. Thanks. The new pooch. The new pooch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Peace and love. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at the Dog Days Pod. Leave us a comment, let us know what you think, and we'll see you next week. It's not a end way. These are the dark days. It's not a heat way.